0: Welcome! This is EIG, Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN.
1: Good morning and welcome to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach and host of this Community Outreach radio show. I'm currently reading a book by Pete Oches called High Impact Life. And in it, he talks about determining what your why is. Kind of similar to Simon Sinek's Start With Your Why. The book elaborates on finding your purpose and your passion and then using those in your everyday life to make a big impact on those around you. He was saying that if you strive for a satisfying self... It will lead to pride, accumulation of possessions, and feeling empty. But if, however, you strive to focus and serve others and live a generous life, the result is deep satisfaction, contentment, and joy. I think I'll opt for the latter of those two. We want to help you find a way to combine your passion with your desire to serve. So we highlight various organizations that are looking for people who want to offer their time, their talents, or resources so they can make an impact. So listening to this show, you'll become familiar with a number of different organizations that really need you, and then together you can do great things. So let's get right to it this morning. Today's topic of discussion is memory care and aging. So when I say the word aging, what comes to mind? You know, do you think gray hair and wrinkles? Do you think retirement, leisure, travel maybe? Uh, maybe you think of your parents or your grandparents. How about aging equals wisdom, or maybe Alzheimer's or forgetfulness, which is more appropriate. Anyone ever go back in your house after you've locked up because you forgot something and then forgot what it was you forgot? <laughs> or is that just me? You know, Like it or not, we will all most likely be in a position someday to draw on memory care resources either for ourselves or a loved one. So today we'll talk with an organization who provides older adults with resources needed to live with maximum independence and quality of life. And then we'll visit with another nonprofit that provides opportunities for intellectual stimulation and socializing, a reason to get up in the morning, if you will, or as they say, a reason to fluff and buff. I think there's a great hashtag in there somewhere, right? (laughs) Flash Hashtag fluff and buff. So my first guest today is Lisa Bittman, coordinator of the Aging and Disability Resource Center, or ADRC. Welcome to the show today, Lisa.
2: Thank you so much for having us and providing an opportunity for us to bring awareness about the ADRC and our role in our community.
1: Absolutely. So... Like it or not, we're probably all in a, be in a situation someday where we'll need some kind of assistance as we age, either, either for ourselves or perhaps a loved one. So, can you start by sharing with us, Lisa, what the ADRC is exactly and who you assist, like who might? Who might need to reach out to you
2: absolutely we say we're a starting point in the community we are an unbiased non-judgmental point of contact for information assistance for individuals in waukesha county who either are older adults adults with disabilities or someone who's caring for or caring about somebody in those tar- target populations anybody can call us and ask for assistance or information you don't have to be that older adult themselves it can be a family member it can be a neighbor a concerned individual anybody can call so the, f- that first phone call can be from anybody all of our consumers anybody who calls start with our resource specialist whether they come into our offices and on a walk-in basis or whether they call on the phone they will talk to one of our specialists in the office and the first thing we do is we listen we listen to the words that they're saying we listen to the emotion and the concern behind those words sure yeah and then the next thing we do is we we Discover is kind of what we call it. We, we listen and we discover those needs or, or points of interest that the caller is expressing or the consumer is expressing. And we'll ask a few more questions around that. You know, we might, is it, a, is it just a question that they're asking? Do they need a list of resources? Are they just calling for assurance that they're doing the right thing at the right time right now? Mm-hmm. So that's where we'll start. Um, during those conversations, we will listen, also listen for, and determine the level of urgency. Is what they're telling us on that phone call um, really a report of potential abuse or neglect? Um, are are we concerned about that person's safety? Are they really oh, okay. at risk? Okay. If we answer yes to that question, the call will take another direction, and that call will get referred to our Adult Protective Services program within the ADRC. In, in in that program then a social worker will do an investigation we don't it's never it's always a report or a potential abuse or neglect we're never assumed that it's really happening but we investigate and and oftentimes that will involve maybe a surprise visit out to the home or or things just so we can get eyes on what someone else is reporting to us
3: sure yeah
2: um, then depending on the outcome of that, investigation that that case will go one way or another. But when people are calling us and it's not we don't we're not hearing that at risk but we're just hearing questions and we're hearing what do I do with about mom and dad who are starting to fail at home or you know dad shouldn't be driving or I'm concerned about a memory issue or whatever. That will then identify
1: um what where we go next with the call. Okay. Okay. So you really need to have patience, it sounds like, you know, to, in to, a certain type of personality, really, to, to work with the aging population and some of the uh, issues that they deal with. But why, why did you get involved with the ADRC? What, why did you do it?
2: Why did I do it? I have been working in the field of aging for over 29 years um, in different capacities, a lot of the time in um, nonprofits working um, to ensure that older adults have a quality of life, that they have meaning and purpose in their life, and that their voices are continue to be heard. Um, at times, my, my journey has intersected with adults with disabilities, but really it's been in the aging world. I really believe that we need to hear their voices, we need to honor their lives the contributions they have given and that they can continue to give throughout their aging years. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I speak for the staff, too, that we all care about the lives of these people. And, yeah, it we have to – it's very hard sometimes not to get drawn into their lives. Oh, I you imagine. Because yeah. we're, we're kind of a short-term intervention, and then life has to go on without us. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Mm-hmm. But I think it's important, like you said, just to make them aware that you see them. And that they matter, right? Yes. And that uh, there are people here that, that can help. And you collaborate with other people, um, organizations, to be able to provide what it is that they're looking for. Um, you know, if they just need resources, you can direct them and guide them. Uh, obviously, that's why, uh, that's why you're called the Resource Center, obviously. That's why we're right. the Resource Center. Right. So you have uh, a number of different ways that you can reach out and, and help. Um, well, we're going to take a quick bake right now, but when we return, Lisa's going to tell us what the number one thing is that the ADRC provides. So stay tuned and we'll be right back.
0: Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community with your host, Jill Economo on News Talk 1130 WISN.
1: Welcome back. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and I'm sitting here talking with Lisa Bittman, who is the coordinator at the ADRC. Okay, Lisa, so we asked before the break, or we mentioned that the ADRC has one thing in particular that they provide. What is that number one thing that the ADRC provides?
2: It's options. Um, The ADRC is really here to listen, like I said before, discover what the needs and concerns are and then to help you understand and be aware of all of the options available to you. And we do that through what we call options counseling. Um, This is the point where I said earlier that anybody can call the ADRC and get information and ask questions and stuff. When we get to moving beyond just providing a simple answer to a question or providing a list of resources, when we really are digging into the options counseling and kind of next steps, at that point, the consumer that you're calling about, whether it's your parent or whether it's your neighbor.
1: Or yourself. Or right? yourself. Yeah, I mean, if yeah. you're
2: calling for yourself, you're obviously aware of these next steps. Mm-hmm. But if, you're, if it's a daughter calling and say, I'm concerned about mom, could you come out and do a home visit and talk to us? We can't do that until we've talked to mom.
1: Oh, okay. we, we
2: need mom's permission to come into the home. Oh, right? OK. So we, there's a lot of well-meaning neighbors and daughters and sons who say, oh, I'm worried. I'm worried. Mom needs you. And then if we show up at the door, mom's like, what are you doing here? I don't want any help at all. So we have to talk to mom first okay, <laughs> and make sure she's OK with this next step.
1: And what if mom says no?
2: If mom says no, mom says no. Mom's an adult. Okay, you know, um, it's a little different than working in the children's world, where you're concerned about a child, because the parent is the guardian. Okay, you know, in this in this world, when we're working with an adult, and the adult is an adult, and they have the right to say no, they have okay. the right to make their own choices about their lives, even if someone else is concerned about them.
1: What if they have like Alzheimer's or or um, severe memory issues or? Needs, you know, where somebody does need to step in. Still, it, you can't do it unless you get their approval.
2: You need if they do if there is not a legal guardian appointed.
1: Oh, okay. they still
2: have the right, even if they have a memory concern or a memory issue, to say no. Oh, now we okay. will we will continue to try to work around that and and get that approval in those cases. But until there's a legal guardian or the individual themselves who says yes, please come in and help us. That's where our hands get tied. Okay. 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 So when we do options counseling, um, options counseling consists of explaining and exploring all the options available to meet a given need. And there's a lot, right? You might say that, hey, mom can't do the dishes anymore. Mom can't keep her house clean anymore. We're concerned. So that could be we could um, offer you a suggestion of bringing in an outside homemaker agency to come in and clean once a week. That might be, you know, maybe we're working with mom to uh, make her remember and understand the importance of cleaning because maybe there is a a memory issue or maybe they just need some step-by-step instructions. We don't know. Mm -hmm. So there could be five options to any given need that we identify. So our goal is to provide all of the options available. And then um, once that options are all laid out there, then it's up to that individual to decide what option they, which direction they want to take. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the options can range from educational opportunities. We can engage family members or volunteers with assistance. Um, it could be attending community-based services like adult daycare. It could be bringing help into the home, like I mentioned, like either homemaking or in-home bathing assistance. It de- kind of depends on. What the services are. A lot of work that we do too is also to support the caregivers. A lot of times. Okay, yeah, that's
1: right? yeah, 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 that's important right? too.
2: A lot of times, it the someone is calling and saying this person needs help, but they are that caregiver to that person. They are the spouse, they are the son, they are the daughter, who are running errands, going to the grocery store, you know, giving up of their own time um, to care for this other person, and. A lot of times, that individual doesn't see themselves as a caregiver. So we do a lot of work to say, you know, what about you? How are you doing? How are you holding up? What supports do you need? Because, at, as I said earlier, the, our goal is to ensure that individuals can stay in their homes as long as possible, in the home of their choice, in the community of their choice. But they, but we're there to make it, make them be safe.
1: So, so why does that matter? You know, why is that so important that they stay in their own home?
2: Yeah, it's kind of up to that individual, right? Some people, it's very important for them to stay in the, in the home they've lived in their entire life. Other people are like, hey, I'm ready to move into a condo and I can, I can move in my residence. Right? Sure. So that all just kind of depends on that individual. But the importance of um, honoring that person's choice is really where we're at, right? I said earlier, it's all about that person. They are an adult. They do have opinions. They do have choices. And they have a vision for their life. And sometimes our work is making sure that their vision for their life also includes safety and services and providing that opportunity for them because they might not even know what's available. So that's that whole thing about the options counseling. Why we say it's our number one service we do, because it's important to provide those uh, that awareness that Absolutely, of, yeah. of what's there most people when we meet them and we go through this it's like i had no idea all of this was available in our community
1: you know so we get think, that a lot from uh, from the <laughs> radio show guests you <laughs> right. know, we have people saying i never knew that this organization existed and again it starts with awareness it starts with um you know, the knowledge, understanding what resources are available, and then uh, taking advantage of them, either, again, for yourself or for a loved one. I think it's it's nice to know, too, that the person or the people that are taking care of the, the family member are getting services as well. So that's key.
2: So one of the options, among many of the options, of course, will have a financial component to them. And so that's kind of the, our next step when we talk about options counseling is we will we will work with people um we because anybody can call us it doesn't matter if you have millions of dollars or if you have twenty dollars. you can call us and we will provide this service to you because just because you have a lot of money does doesn't mean you know what your options are
4: yeah, sure yeah
2: you know so we so when we get into the next step with the financial component, if somebody has the ability to privately pay for any of these options. We will give them the resources. We will give them maybe questions to ask when you call a given or you tour a facility or whatever, and then we will let them go and, and go their own path. We will follow up with them probably after two or three weeks and say, did the information we gave you, was it helpful? Okay. Were you able to that, do what you needed?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's good.
2: Right. But then we also get people who cannot afford to privately pay for, for the options that they need in order to make their choice in living happen. So that's where we get into kind of a next step. One of the other main processes of an ADRC is that we are the single point of entry into the state of Wisconsin's long term care programs. And so these programs have a a financial eligibility criteria, as well as a functional eligibility criteria. So when we see an individual who has functional needs, they need assistance with getting in and out of the bathtub, they need assistance with cooking or cleaning or driving, Or there's a whole list, Mm -hmm, mm
1: -hmm.
2: Um, we will then look at their financial piece and determine whether they financially qualify for these programs. If they do, so if they meet both the functional and financial criteria, then we will work with them to get enrolled into one of these programs. And there's four different programs available here in Waukesha County. We have Family Care, IRIS, PACE, and Partnership. So these are four state long-term care programs. So we will work, again, provide the individual the options of all of these programs that they're eligible for now and help them um, have awareness of the benefits to each of those programs. And then it is up to them to make their choice. Which of these programs do I want to enroll in? And then once they enroll into that program, that's where the role of the ADRC ends and the role of that next program picks up.
1: Oh, okay. okay. Okay.
2: So that next program then will be the one to actually implement a care plan and put all those services in place for them.
1: Okay. You're just steering them in the right direction right. based on what their need is. And ADRC is all over the state. You know, you had mentioned those four programs that are available all over the state. You specifically... Our coordinator of the Waukesha ADRC.
2: Correct. Okay, Correct. so
1: they are, we want to make sure people are, are aware that this is not just a Waukesha County uh, resource, but it's available all over the state, and you're sharing what all of the ADRCs are, are uh, able to do.
2: Correct. Those, the different long term care programs vary from county to county across the state. But the services, the service of option counseling and resources and information, that is consistent across the state.
1: Okay. Um, now, we all understand how important volunteering is. I mean, that's one of the reasons why we, uh, you know, we we highlight nonprofits because uh, we want to make sure people are aware. But it sounds like, it kind of sounds like, unless I'm wrong, that you need to be trained on how best to respond to the needs of these callers who may have some really serious things going on. So, how else might someone who wants to get involved help?
2: Definitely. We definitely use volunteers, but you're correct, the volunteers are not on our phone lines and our front our frontline staff who work w- with everything we just talked about. But we have this year we have 690 volunteers and they will provide over 140,000 hours of service. Wow. You know, and that's a value of $870,000.
1: Oh wow, okay.
2: And our volunteers are They lead the prevention classes. We offer a lot of health prevention classes, so we have volunteer leaders who do that. We have the drivers who deliver our home-delivered meals. We have over 140,000 home-delivered meals every year that we do in Waukesha County. We have volunteers who serve the meals at our 10 congregate dining sites, again, we need those volunteers. We have volunteers who serve as volunteer guardians for individuals who need a guardian. What we talked about earlier, you know, there are individuals with memory issues or with mental health concerns or with other problems that cannot make their own legal decisions, and they have a volunteer-appointed volunteer appointed we use volunteers sometimes who, who will serve in that guardianship role for them. Okay. And we have many
1: other volunteer opportunities for people too. So um, it sounds like it, and that's wonderful because sometimes people, they may hear what the ADRC is all about and say, "I you know, I like that organization, it aligns with my passion, I want to get involved somehow. Uh, and they, now they understand that they don't need to be a trained individual, that there's many areas that they can reach out and, and give back. So, uh, again, lots of information to, to uh, share, and we're not going to be able to get everything out there. Uh-huh. So if people are, are interested in learning more or calling for some resources, where do they go?
2: So definitely you can call us. That's the, your best bet, 262-548-7848. Or you can easily find us on the, online by searching for ADRC of Waukesha County. And that will get you right to our webpage where we have a lot of resources there as well. But again, the best way to get us get started or ask a question is to call us, 262-548-7848.
1: Wonderful. All right. Well, thank you, Lisa, for being an advocate for the elderly and making sure that there are things in place to help them navigate difficult situations and have quality of life. So thank you for being here today.
2: Thank you again for having us. Like you said, there's so much more that we do. So call us with any information or any concern you might have.
1: Okay. Thank you. Statistics show that isolation is a big contributor to depression in the elderly. We're going to take a quick commercial break, but when we return, we're going to talk with some ladies who are involved with an organization that helps them get out and get going. We'll be back in a moment.
0: You're listening to EIG, Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN.
1: Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo. My next guests today are Debbie Nicely, immediate past president and current programs and operations administrator, and Lisa Peterson, current vice president of the Learning in Retirement Group of Waukesha County. Welcome to the show today, ladies. Thank Wonder- you,
3: Jill. Yeah, wonderful to be here. Thank you.
1: I first became aware of the Learning in Retirement Group. I guess it was about four years ago now when we met to discuss using our education center as a place for your classes. And now we actually offer some classes of our own on a variety of topics for the LAR group. So tell us more about LAR, like when it began and how it got started.
3: Well, actually, it goes back to 1995 when a group of seniors, many of them retired teachers, um, decided to work closely with Waukesha County Technical College on developing a program for seniors at the time and the, in the Waukesha County area and the surrounding communities. And they, these teachers love being part of a learning environment, and they wanted to offer this out to, to the community. And with the support of WCTC, it seemed to be a perfect fit. So that was 24 years ago. And as a matter of fact, next year in 2020, we're celebrating 25 years.
1: Ah, Congratulations.
3: Thank you. Thank you. We're we're really proud of that. And we have a gala all kind of scheduled and planned in conjunction with our annual meeting and it's going to be held at Davian's. Okay. And we're excited to invite our members and a guest and we're going to have um, door prizes and presentations and also Paul Farrow is coming. He's the Waukesha County Executive and he's going to be issuing a proclamation day. For us, uh huh,
4: that's exciting. And if I may, Jill, what was interesting is when they started learning in retirement. The core was the this group of retired teachers, but once they got up and running, they began to do more of an outreach for people that were retired from business, or social workers, or nurses. So it. Be, really grew beyond this group of retired teachers was people that wanted to be part of lifelong learning. And when Debbie commented on the 25th anniversary, it what I find so interesting about the vibrancy of this organization was 25 years ago, I was 38 turning into 39. I was not considering Retirement. While, yes, I am here at Ellenbecker, I was saving for retirement, <laughs> but I wasn't really cognizant of it. And as a board member, we really try to be thinking what's coming behind us so that we retain this vibrancy and aliveness that we hope to appeal to all generations as they start heading into the wonderful
1: world of retirement. Ah, interesting. Yeah, so, yes. So how... How did you ladies get involved? Now, you had said that you were first introduced to it before you were even thinking about it. But what was it about LAR that you said, you know, I need to get involved in this organization?
3: For me, I kind of came in through the back door. After I retired from my career in the mining, aggregate, and construction industry, I knew that I didn't want to retire, retire. Okay. And that I was going to keep working at something. And after a brief respite, after I left my last uh, employer, my daughter happened to see a job posting at WCTC for an office coordinator for learning and retirement. Uh-huh. So that was my start. But once my foot was in the door and I caught the bug, <laughs> uh, I just you know, couldn't believe the vibrancy, the commitment, the dedication of these people to the organization. And I'll tell you, there's some late 70, early 80-year-olds who put me to shame. <laughs> but I um, I became more involved than in just office work. i uh, been on the board, and uh, I've also taught a class, and I have another one in the wings for hopefully next semester. Oh, so there
4: you go. You,
3: you can't but help kind of just get sucked in to the wonder that is uh, LIR. Uh-huh.
4: I agree. Well, for me, I always say to people that are planning to retire, your first year is sort of getting your footwork and finding where you want to go. And I had seen a piece about learning and retirement through WCTC. And I thought, oh, I should just explore this. And as you can tell, I never looked back. I've taken classes from history to literature to philo- philosophical classes. And not only does it provide an opportunity for connecting with like-minded individuals as well as the socialization, it's an opportunity to quote and just surprise your friends with your growing
1: intellect, (laughs) even (laughs) at our greater age now. (laughs) Well, it's an opportunity for lifelong learning. Yes. Nobody should ever stop learning. You know, it's not a... uh, There's not an ending point. It's something that uh, we we should strive to continue. Um, You know, we said that isolation is a key contributor to depression in the older population. And the Learning and Retirement Group helps with that, certainly. But you don't necessarily have to be retired to be a part of the organization, as we kind of alluded to before. Who specifically is your target audience, would you say?
3: Well, basically, it's any adult who um, has... Opportunities in the uh, Monday through Friday during the daytime hours to participate in uh, social, intellectual, cultural, and educational opportunities that we offer. And if you want, I can even expand on what LIR does have to offer because it is a broad, broad brush stroke of. Items. We have 50 to 60 courses in two different semesters that are all conducted by volunteers, whether they're members or non members, and we have special interest groups. Um, And help me out here, Lisa. Well,
4: special interest groups, we take trips. We have opportunity right here. Uh, Went to the gun range for individuals to see how police train and Let's talk about gun safety, you know that sort of thing, and we had Eleanor Roosevelt, which is very, very interesting. Oh, an
3: impersonator, not actually well, Eleanor
1: Roosevelt. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> well, we're actually gonna. I think yeah, so. We have more more time in the next segment. We'll elaborate on some of those different uh, things that LAR offers. Um, because we'll have more time. actually we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break, but stay tuned because when we get back, Lisa and Debbie will elaborate on why they fluff and buff in preparation for socializing and learning new things. We'll be right
3: back.
0: Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's Philanthropic community, with your host Julie Economo, on News Talk 11:30, WISN.
1: Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo. And I'm talking with Lisa Peterson and Debbie Nicely from the Learning in Retirement Group of Waukesha County. So, ladies, in a nutshell, you talk about the LIR group being a reason to get up in the morning, a reason to fluff and buff, as you say. What do you mean by that? Well, I
4: think it's so important When, you know, I previously had commented, when we initially retire, we have this tremendous expanse of time, and we're excited on Sunday night that on Monday morning, we don't have to be somewhere and ready to do it. But what happens is that expanse of time just evolves into nothingness. So what I personally enjoy about learning in retirement here at Waukesha County and WCTC is, even if I'm Sunday night going, oh, but monday morning whether it's a morning class or an afternoon class i have to plan my time do i have my briefcase together do i have my notes i personally prefer to take notes and we talked about classes there's such a variety one of the most impactful classes i took is i had studied st augustine the confessions of st augustine in college like a million years ago <laughs> wink, wink but a uh, class was offered at ucc church in heartland on the city of god which is also by saint augustine it was such a pleasure of philosophy and poetry and interaction because one of my friends over the weekend said well you know i've ordered some great courses but i started and never finish it. And actually, next year, she's always gone during the month of October. She's only going to be gone one to two weeks because she is going to start participating in LIR because Mm. she's just so impressed with what I've learned. But again, it goes back to lifelong learning. And when we talk about isolation, there was an individual in a class I was taking who had recently lost her husband, I was setting up a lunch with some people at my table, and she walked over. I had a lot of respect for this, introduced herself and said, May I join you for lunch? Mm -hmm. Well, Debbie, Jill, we've been friends ever since. And what she had shared with me, she had lost her husband, but also had lost all the couple friends. And I really want to underscore that when you come into this environment whether you're a widow or a widower i happen to be a divorced woman or married and you're coming alone or as a couple this is just an opportunity to expand your friendships your stimulation and again it gives you a reason to get up and get about the other thing if i may is what was interesting, I was taking a World War I class. There were about 30 people in the class. I was working on a large research project for another item. And I was involved, and I thought, oh, I'll just skip class. No one will miss me. I mean, it's a large class. Saw the instructor two days later. He's like, we had cl- held class for five minutes. Oh. Where were you? Now, shame on me for not notifying someone... But, again, you do matter. You have meaning. And I don't know if you have anything you'd like to add to that, Debbie. Well,
3: yes, there's, you know, there's such an uh, expanse of course topics that we offer, um, all the way from the World Wars to women of the Supreme Court, brain and memory functions, music, travelogues about international locations where people have gone there and they've come back and shared what they've learned, um, beating and bracelet making, how to speak French, wine tasting financial planning aromatherapy. speaking of finance yes. hold on south stop, stop for just a second <laughs> financial
1: planning i have i would be remiss if i didn't say we are actually we have done for like i don't know two plus years now classes in our education center and and we're doing a uh, financial savvy um, uh, series where we 're talking about Medicare and sustainable living and downsizing, tidying up your finances, insurance and risk management and tax planning so you know there again it it runs the gamut on you know different things that were uh that we're offering to because there's such a wide interest in, in different things. And, and so your, we need to
3: and your class is always very popular.
1: Uh, very good, very good. Well what's cool is you guys offer travel too and, and special events that people can go to and special interest groups. You know, elaborate on those a little bit too yes
3: there's about eight to nine day trips that we have throughout the year uh, to such in places of interest as the Contiggy Gardens, the Amazon Fulfillment Center, Circus World, Drury Lane Theater etc. And there's also one three-day, two-night, overnight trip that we take to a, a place of interest in the three-state region. We've been oh, okay. Galena, Illinois, Michigan, northern Wisconsin, you know, and, and those have always been popular. And you, do
1: you go to the fireside, like, and do plays there or No,
3: there... actually we have, well, the theater group might. Okay. We, the theater group, which is one of our special interest groups. Okay, we have, one of your SIGs, right? Yes, mm-hmm. one of our SIGs. We have 12 of those. And they um, include bridge, mahjong, hiking, golf, philosophy, book lovers, um, you you name it. And it's where people with like interests can get together periodically during the year and share socialization and just being together because they have the same interest. So those special interest groups are run by volunteer coordinators and, again, Uh, It's another reason that people join LIR, is for these groups or for the trips.
4: Yeah, yeah. And if I may, I think it's important here to stress, not only are our trips and our classes user-friendly, but everything is either on one floor or a place that has an elevator. So regardless of age, as we all are very active, may require some surgeries, elevators may be important one floor is important and that's always taken into consideration even in the planning of our trips in our one-day yes. events, okay. yes,
3: and and I've I've got to piggyback on that um, to announce that the Lions Club has been extremely generous in donating money for us to purchase equipment for our deaf and hard of hearing members. Oh, very nice! So this is a very recent development, and we're just so appreciative of this generosity that they've shared with us. Yeah. Well, now if
1: you're listening and you're saying, "I want to get started," uh, what do I do? Um, when do classes start?
3: And how how do you sign up? Classes this semester start September 9th. And people can uh, either go online to our website, which is at wctc.edu L-I-R. Or they can call our office at 262-695-3473. And we can send them a catalog. But either way, they can have access to see all the courses that we offer and how to sign up specifically and join our group. Um, They need to fill out a registration form in the risk release form, turn it in either by mail or bring it into the office. And we did launch online registration this year. We were so excited about that. Um, unfortunately, we had a few glitches. So after, well, that's not a, a, a <laughs> unusual, right? You're <laughs> no. talking technology,
1: right? Yes, so, yes. so, 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 uh, generally speaking, then classes start early September. Yes, and then um, they go um, different lengths of time. You know, it could be a one-time shot. It could be six classes. Uh, yes, twelve uh, you, classes.
3: Yes, we usually it can be a one-day, two-hour, three-hour class. It could be a six-week course which meets just one day a week for two hours. That's the maximum length we offer.
1: Okay. Well, what about instructors? Let's say somebody's listening and they want to get involved and be an instructor on a topic. What do they do?
3: Well, all they have to do is call the office and we'll add them to our potential instructor list and then we'll send them the information on um, and a proposal that they would complete with the information that the what they want to teach. And I want to emphasize two things. One, Uh, You don't have to be a member to be an instructor. And secondly, you don't have to be a professional instructor or a professional retired teacher or anything. Anyone who has any interest that they would like to share, we welcome that. And that's where we started uh, I, I as a matter of fact have a love of flying and have flown planes and so my Oh, I didn't know that about you. Yes. That's interesting. My course was on uh, what is it like to fly a small plane. Oh wow. and I I okay. jumped out of it too, but not while I was flying.
1: As it was. As it was. Okay. Um so again, very easy to do. Uh, go online, sign up, and, and whether you're an instructor or you want to join the group, um, there's a cost to join the the, the membership. You guys have what? 600 plus members? Correct.
3: Yes, that's from the original 200 that started the organization. We've grown to over 600. Wow. And we're still on an upward uh, swing. Nice. It's been very exciting.
1: Yes, I bet. Well, what's what's the plan for the future then? You got something new going on? Well, well yeah. what we
4: what <laughs> what we do? You have so much going yes. on, you guys are we like, oh my look gosh, look where do we start? start? Yeah, uh, we have some new classes this year. We are expanding. Uh, we have classes at the UCC Church in Heartland. Here, thank you very much, at Ellen Becker, mm-hmm. and also providing interesting information on how to use an iPhone, beginning and advanced. It's the same with iPad, Droid. It, we just are trying to expand to be reflective of how technology is oh, brought okay. out. Yes, and it's, go ahead. Dan. No, sorry. No, <laughs> no. We
3: we um we also because our members are more and more interested in technology, we've partnered with the IT student group from WCTC. Okay. Every spring, the seniors they have to teach a class to graduate. Ah. So. Our members are eager to learn, so it's a partnership we've developed, and it's just worked out beautifully. It's that collaborative
1: piece that we talk so much about. Well, any last words you want to leave with our listening audience? I would
4: like to leave that if you are at all interested, please come down to the WCTC campus in Waukesha. What is great about learning in retirement is you call generally. You will get a live person answering the phone. You come in. Of course, it's. Security up front, but they will get you back to the office. People will have a conversation with you, and I love that hands-on approach. Come down and see what we're all about. See if there's a course that you would like to participate in. Debbie, anything you want to um, add?
3: Just just a reminder that socialization and good for the for brain stimulation. Volunteering's good for mind, body, and soul. Lar is affordable. And it's a very welcoming environment. I don't think we know of anyone who has joined LIR and has gone away without making at least one or two friends.
1: Wonderful. And Wonderful. as
3: Ellen Becker likes to say, let's inspire retirement.
1: Awesome. they yes. Amen to that, right? Wow. Well... Gosh, thank you for being here today. Uh, thank you for all the ways you educate and, and impact our baby boomers and beyond. And actually, you know, Gen X, Gen, Gen yes. Y, it just kind of runs the gamut there. So thank you again for being here today, Lisa and Debbie, from the LIR Learning in Retirement Group. And also I want to uh, thank Lisa Bittman again from the ADRC that joined us in the first few segments. So if you'd like further information about the people or the organizations we talked to today, you can email me, at jill at ellenbecker.com, or you can call our office at 262-691-3200. You can also listen to the show live by tuning in via the iHeartRadio app or going to iHeartRadio.com on your laptop or your tablet, or you can ask Alexa to play WISN AM 1130 on your Amazon device. We're also excited to announce that you can listen on demand uh, to previously aired interviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or Google Play. So join us again in two weeks as we talk with other inspiring guests who will share information about how they're moving the needle regarding issues that affect our community. And we hope that this will inspire you to use your passion, your talents, your energy to get involved with a local nonprofit in your community and bless someone in some way. Find a way to be a blessing and give a blessing. Have a great Sunday.